Welcome to Boardwalk Sports Talk, the podcast by the Jersey sports fan for the Jersey sports fan. Because in New Jersey, we know you don't like us. And guess what? We don't like you either. Boardwalk Sports Talk, welcome. Really excited to introduce uh, our guest today. What's old is new, uh, blast from the past, and, and somebody that we're really excited to welcome back to Rutgers Nation. I know I'm pumped to see him in our secondary. Patrice Renee, welcome to the program, sir. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys for having me on here. Absolutely. So like everybody, we want to know, Patrice, what's your football story? How'd you get started in the game? Uh, so I think my football story is actually a pretty unique one, um, to say the least. So for me, everything started back in my hometown in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Um, you know, I, I lived in um, what we consider project housings or, or whatever. And, uh, you know, being outside, playing with my friends, that's, that's where we spent most of our time is just outside, messing around, playing around, um, just being kids. And one day on a hot summer day, one of my, my really good friends, um, you know, he told me about these football trials that were going on in the, in the neighborhood. Um, they were having out tryouts and, you know, trying to get kids to sign up and come in and play. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm Haitian. Um, being from Haiti, you know, I didn't really know much about football. In, in our household, soccer was the main sport. Um, my dad was a huge soccer fan, made us watch soccer. So, you know, I was kind of soccer was kind of my thing at the time. Um, and I think I was about, what, six years old. And, you know, me just being the kid I was, just loving being outside, loving being with my friends. I was like, sure, like, I'll sign up. Why not? So I go to the football field, meet the coach. And he's like, yeah. You seem like a pretty good kid. Um, you know, we're open to have anybody. But in order for you to play, you have to get this waiver signed by your parents. So he gives me the waiver. So I run back home. Run. So the field's like about two minutes from my house. So I run back to my house. I see my mom I'm like, hey, mom, just sign this paper. Could you just please sign this paper? She's like, what's going, like, what's going on? She's confused. Has no idea what's going on. I'm like, listen, like, I'm just trying to go have fun with my friends. Can you just please sign this paper? I'm about to go play football. And my mom, she's like, okay like she was busy she like looked at the paper read it a little bit she's like okay football fine just go have fun so she signed the waiver got the waiver ran back to the field immediately and gave it to the coach and he was like wow that was quick I was like yeah like I want to go like sign me up let's do it and um I remember I got my set of pads right then and there and a couple of minutes later you know practice started going on and I remember the first thing I've ever done or that I ever did play football was the Oklahoma drill and I was on defense and when my friend was on offense Coach blew the whistle and I got my butt ran over. Like I've never gotten ran over like that in my life. But I vividly remember like getting up right away and be like, let's do it again. Like I, that was like one of the funnest things I've ever experienced. And from then it just took off um, from that moment on. I'm um, just going back to the practice field each and every day, just being with my boys, being with my friends out there um, playing, competing. Um, I just fell in love with the game, fell in love with the sport. And as I got older, I got better. Um, so kind of that's like a little bit of the origin of my story and how I kind of started playing ball. Oklahoma drill definitely uh, separates the men from the boys. I, I feel like the first time I ever did the Oklahoma drill, I was like, all right, I don't think football's for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was also like, dude, like, I can't I can't let them do that to me. I got to do it again. So we lined it back up and went at it. Um, it was a good time. Though. I'm glad I'm glad I was able to experience it. Well, that's why you're playing football for Rutgers and I'm podcasting. So. <laughs> um, all right. So, do you, so Canada, obviously, I don't think football is not that big in Canada or am I wrong there? So, I mean, I think it's it's getting there, um, but most definitely I think our sport up there is hockey. Um, everybody's a hockey fan. You know, you don't really grow up in Canada without, you know, putting skates on at least once in your lifetime and getting on the ice. Um, you know, that being said, you know, I'm a pretty good skater myself and I played hockey. Um, but, you know, that was kind of our main sport. Football was always there, but I don't think it got enough recognition as it should have, um, which is definitely changing now with all the talent that we have up north. But um, to say it was big would be like a little, you know, 
it was it wasn't big at all at the time. It was just very recreational and just something that you know we did for fun. We're both uh, Carl and I are both big hockey fans. He's a Rangers fan. I'm a Devils. Are you a Sens fan or what? Oh, most definitely Ottawa Sens till I die. You know what I mean? That's, okay. that's the hometown team. Used to go out to the Scotia Bank Arena and watch the game. So that's my team right there. We All right. Well, the past couple of years, but you know we're still holding on. Well, we'll be happy to take you on as as a you know an honorary Devils fan since you're a you're a Jersey you're a Jersey guy now. But you know the Sens <laughs> they're they're re, they're rebuilding. So are the Devils. Yeah. So you, you know you know what it's like. Um. <laughs> Real quick, so the game in Canada is uh, a little different than obviously in the United States. Um, is it like that from a young age? They, are they teaching you like the CFL version of football? Or are they teaching you the U.S. version? Oh version? yeah, so from the jump, it's Canadian football, brand and butter. You know, um, I wasn't really too familiar with the American side of things, except only what I watched on TV. But what I grew up playing was three down ball, um, wider field, twenty yard end zones. Um, you know, just receivers coming at you, being able to get a, a head start at the slot, um, you know, the ball being huge compared to the American ball, like our ball size is like twice the size of American ball. Um, so we were definitely playing the, uh, the Canadian game, um, you know, having to be having to, you know, second, third down, putting the ball on third down and, you know, that that, that being the case. So um, I definitely grew up playing with Canadian rules and familiar with the Canadian game and definitely had to transition once I got down south. When did you know, when did you first start playing U.S. style? And was that a tough transition for you? So for me, um, so once I was playing in Canada, um, you know, going through the ranks, started playing, you know, Little League ball um, and then got into middle school. And then I met uh, one of my mentors, um, you know, my big brother and, and a guy I owe a lot to um, for being where I am today, Victor Tadondo, um, who is uh, a prominent figure in, in the city um, back home, who he kind of takes. He, he's a big football fan and an avid football guy. And, you know, he his whole thing was trying to develop the talent that we had in the city and trying to help them get to the next level. Um, so once I linked up with him after one of my games, he approached me and was like, hey, man, uh, I'm Victor. And I think you have a bunch of talents. That I think we could take you to the next level. And if you're willing to work, um, let's do it. Um, so from that point on, I met with Vic after uh, during middle school and then I started training and then we started going to camps. So each and every weekend we would, you know, pack a van up of guys and go to camps and go out to showcases. And that's really when I was introduced to the American game, um, being able to press up right at the line of scrimmage, you know, Canadian ball, when I'm lined up at press, I said, like, I have to give one yard off the line, um, a lot of different spacings and stuff like that, different rules. So once I started going into the camp circuit in the States, um, you know, coming out of middle school, that's kind of where I got familiar with the American game, American ball, and we just trained for it. And then I kind of got, you know, used to it. And that's pretty much where I spent all my time. I'm just getting ready, going to camps. And then um, once that I got familiar with, it was really good. And at the end of the day, football's football. I mean, regardless if it's three downs, longer field, whatever it is, at the end of the day, you're just strapping up and playing the game. So um, it was an easy transition. But once I understood, you know, what I could do, what I couldn't do and stuff like that, it was, it was smooth. That's awesome. Yeah, you have a dynamic background in this game because of that, too. That's that probably gives you some lateral skills that other folks maybe not don't have just because they, they didn't come of age in that mm -hmm. system where you can have a guy full, full on sprint before the ball snapped. I mean, that's great. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. So in my, to my knowledge, you're the only guy on this team that got recruited by our last three coaches, which is really actually <laughs> kind of a nice thing, right? Like it, it's a real like um, badge of honor, I think, because we definitely <laughs> wanted you and needed you like uh, yeah. when, when Kyle flood recruited you, then Ash tried to keep you. And then Shiano gave you a pitch to come back um, mm -hmm. and give us a try as a grad transfer. So, what was that like getting recruited by three different coaches at Rutgers? How different are those guys? And um, what did, uh, you know, what, what, you know, let's just talk us to the decommitment too. And, and what did Chiano say to get you back? Yeah. Um, it's actually kind of funny that you say, it. I never really thought of it like that. Um, it is kind of funny to think that I've been recruited by all three coaches. Um, 
But uh, really, um, for the beginning, from the jump, so coming out of high school, I was committed to Rutgers. I really wanted to go to Rutgers. You know, I visited all the campus, fell in love with it, fell in love with the team, atmosphere, Jersey. Um, it just felt like home for me. Um, you know, it was cool with the guys. Um, but unfortunately, um, you know, with the Kai Flood uh, situation, they ended up firing the coaching staff and they all got let go. So at that point, you know, I, I was very especially at a young age, you know, confused and was just trying to see what was going to go on um, at the time, just to make sure, you know, try to stay com uh, committed as long as I possible, just to see what was going to happen. Um, but while I was, you know, trying to figure it out, I was also talking to coach Ash as he was at Ohio state. Um, and uh, Ohio state was my part of my final tools between records and Ohio state. And then um, he ended up, you know, was recruiting me out of Ohio state. And then, you know, through the works that they ended, you know, football world is so small um, and so crazy. He ended up taking the job at Rutgers um and it was like well I think you should stay committed to Rutgers because I'm about to go to Rutgers now so don't even think about Ohio State so for me um it was just a little confusing and everything like that just trying to figure things out but I felt like at that time you know um I was definitely listening to other schools and you know had my recruitment open and just you know trying to figure things out um I took a couple of visits and then um I ended up taking a visit to North Carolina and I fell in love with it over there and um you know love the coaches of the staff love the place and ended up coming there um, and then did my did my time at North Carolina. So once I was presented with the opportunity to, you know, have the extra year with the NCAA, um, granting guys extra year uh, and graduating, have the possibility to go to grad school. I was like, OK, one of the things I decided was if I do want to come back to college, I kind of want to go somewhere closer to home just because, you know, having my family members around there. And one of the reasons why I liked Rutgers in the first place was it's close to my grandmother. My grandmother lives in Brooklyn. Um, it's not too far from here. I have a lot of family in the New York area. So that was one of the big attractions for me in the jump. So having that opportunity to kind of go back, play closer to home, only five hours away um, and, you know, just coming back, going back to my first love, I thought like it was a great opportunity. And then having met Coach Shiano and just the guy that he is and sitting down with him and having the talks that we had, um, pretty much, you know, he just told me what I wanted to hear. Um, you know, for me being a six-year guy, transfer, grad transfer, uh, I'm only here for one reason, and that's to get myself to get ready to go to the league. You know, I'm trying to help the team as much as I can to win a Big Ten championship and put myself in the best position to win. And I feel like Coach Shiano had the blueprint for me. You know, he laid out a good plan um, that I believed in, and I believe in him. And he, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, he's 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 been there, done that. You know, he had a really great career here his first time around and coming back. You already see what he's done just by being one year, and especially the crazy year it was, being able to win three games, which is something that they haven't done in a while. Um, so, you know, just talking to Coach Shiano was just very eye-opening and I you know he had a he had a plan for, he has a plan for me and I, I believed in it and I thought that it was the place for me to go and everything comes back full circle um in terms of recruiting um and just the different types of coaches they are are they are all are very different in their own ways um you know coach flood he was I was that was one of the first coaches where I really connected with um especially at an early age coming out of high school and um you know great guy and cool um really great man and really good coach coach ash as well um, uh, um, he was recruiting me hard at Ohio State while he was there, and I camped over there with him. Um, and I just love that way that, you know, his defensive mindset about around things and how he was. Um, but I just think it just didn't work out with the timing and just the back and forth with the whole Rutgers situation. And then Coach Shiano is just, he's just a man. And whatever, once when he speaks, you listen. Um, you know what I'm saying? You're very in tune. He really, he does a great job of grabbing your attention. And I'm um, just talking to you. And one thing I really appreciate about Coach Shiano is one of the most genuine people I've ever met. Um, he tells you as it is. He doesn't sugarcoat anything. He doesn't tell you what you want to need, what, what you want to hear. He tells you what you need to hear. And I think that's definitely something that's unique about him and different from coaches. And um, yeah, so it was definitely um, a crazy, crazy story. But I'm glad I'm able to end up my career here at Rutgers. Well, co coach will definitely get you ready for the league for sure. I mean, he's put a bunch of guys, you know, in 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 the league from back when we were in school. I think the whole 2006. Scarlet yeah. Knight rosters that was in the NFL at some point. And Literally, every guy we've had on the show has, has basically said that he will get every 
every inch of potential you have in you out of you. Like he's just one of those guys that, you know, can get the, the best out of his players. So you definitely, definitely. Uh, you definitely made a good choice and uh, we're excited to have you. Uh, you did play just one more thing, Brian. I don't know if you know this, Patrice, but we were known as DBU for a while. We had Durant. Oh yeah, I was. I was aware. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, I mean, Rutgers has always been legit. Like I said, like it's. I, I knew about the history, and I mean, I really wanted to go there out of high school. Like that was a place I really wanted to go to and just be a part of that whole tradition. Um, and you know, Jersey love and the fans are ecstatic. You know, that's one of the. I think they have one of the best. We have one of the best fans fan bases in the country. I'm diehard for the Scarlet uh, Scarlet Reds. So. Um, I'm definitely aware of the of the tradition and the history at Rutgers, and I'm excited to be here. You know, yeah, I always I always joke that uh, we might not have the biggest stadium, but 55,000 New Jerseyans is louder than 100,000 anywhere else in the country. <laughs> we we don't we don't hold back, and we have and we and Carl and I always always joke as well. We have the best booze in the country. Like we can out boo anybody. Like we will just. <laughs> There's one game, uh, I think it was Washington a couple of years ago, where the, where the refs made like an atrocious call, and we literally booed them for 15 minutes straight. It was, oh, it, was it was incredible. I'm ready for it. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so real quick, uh, so obviously we talked about Shiano. You also played for another legendary coach, Mac Brown. What what was playing for him like? Uh, coach, Matt, uh, coach Matt Brown, he's a man. Um, you know, I can't really say nothing wrong about him. He, he's just been a great guy, a great mentor for me. Um, I actually talk to him on a regular basis as well. He always checks in on me, texts me, makes sure I'm doing good. And, you know, he's become a really great friend to me. Uh, coach Brown, he's – he, he, he knows he knows how to run a program. You know, he's won a national championship, obviously, was a legendary coach in the Hall of Fame. And he just knows how to get it done. Um, he knows how to get the best of his players, kind of like Coach Chiano. And I think they're very similar a lot in a lot of ways. Um, you know, they're about business, but at the same time, they know how to, you know, talk to their players, communicate with their players and understand their players. And I think that's what makes them so great is able to have that great balance of, you know, work and it's a business, but at the same time, still being personable with their guys. Um, and, you know, I think Coach Matt Brown is great. And, you know, they're doing a great thing, great job down there. Um, in North Carolina, especially with recruiting and everything they have going on. And I'm excited to see how, how far they could take things. But um, Coach Brown, uh, nothing but good things to say about him. Yeah, that's a remarkable career you're going to have. You're going to have been coached by Mac Brown and Greg Schiano. Unreal. That's yeah, awesome. truly blessed. Yeah. So sticking with the ACC, what was the most hostile away environment you played in there? Was was Death Valley just nuts? Was it that? Was it something else? Uh, definitely, I, I, I'd say um, Florida State. Um, Florida State was was different. Um, I've I've been blessed enough to play at Florida State twice in my career, um, and my first time being my freshman year, um, first first experience in college football, seeing that horse come out and just stick that um, thing in the in the, in the grass was kind of different in the in their whole crowd and what they had going on. So I never think Florida State has a a hostile environment. Um, Virginia Tech too as well. Um, it's always fun to go play at play over there uh, um, in the Sand Stadium and with all their fans and they're tripping or whatever they think they're doing over there. Um, but definitely those two, those two places stick out to me. Florida state, they stole the horse thing from us. We were, we were, we were playing football way before they were. Oh yeah. First college football game ever, you know, so we, we, we could claim that. We, we could claim anything, honestly. I was going to say, if you think about it, really everyone's copying yeah, us. We like, we're, we're, the, we're the OGs, us in Princeton. So. Most um, all right. Uh, so coming, you know, going into the season, how, how good do you think uh, the defensive backfield can be this year? based on what you've seen so far? I mean, I might be biased, but um, I honestly think we have one of the best units on the team. Um, just being around those guys each and every day and just seeing how much we compete. And um, I think Coach Fran, he's the difference maker. Um, coach Fran Brown, he he is a, a really, really good coach. And he really, really takes pride in his job and very, very attentive to detail and really makes, and he wants the best for us. 
Um, and he's really pushing us each and every day to be the best that we could be. And, and I think one thing that makes it great is, is you know, I think throughout my experience being, being having played a lot of football, I think the best teams are player-led teams. And that's something that's, you know, kind of known around. But um, just the leaders that we have in the room, Christian Izian, Trey Avery, um, you know, Avery Young, uh, Najee Jones, it's a lot of experience as well as a lot of youth, but I think we have a good mix of both where we have a lot of veteran guys and a lot of young guys and it just works out perfectly and um, we're able to go out there on practice field each and every day and just push each other um, at the same time want each other to succeed but just keep grinding keep going at it, and keep competing and I think that's what makes us better. Um, but we have a whole bunch of talent like I mentioned and I'm excited to see what we're going to do this year. Yeah, you guys are loaded. When I saw Christian Izian make that one hand interception last year I don't know if you saw that game tape. Oh yeah, most deaf. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. like, this dude is legit. I mean, I mean, we we knew about Christian Izian before that moment, but that moment really solidified him in our minds as being just yeah and, and for so. me it's just like it brings a different level of comfort like even with the younger guys we have a, a young guy um Elijah Cinco Clark, Elijah Clark, Shaquan Hampton, like um like uh those guys are just I mean, they're coming up and just to being being able to see that and having guys and guys like Christian Asian back there, Avery Young back there, um, Najee Jones. And it's just like for me at corner, it's like, all right, I just know I got to take care of my job because I got Chris in the back end going to hold me down. You know, I'm, I'm going to be good. We've got Max Melton on the other side holding it down. we got Trey Avery. We just got a whole bunch of guys and you could go down the list and everybody could play. Um, so that's very exciting for us. And that just allows us to go out there and play freely and just do our thing, knowing that next man is always going to be ready and everybody else has each other's backs. Yeah, that's awesome. Can't wait to see that ball swarm defense. Um, who are you looking most forward to playing this year? Is there a, a team you've circled on the schedule? Um, yeah, I've been kind of battling with this with this for the past, you know, since I've been here, because, you know, this is my first time being in the Big Ten. Um, I didn't really play that many Big Ten teams in my career being in the ACC. And, you know, I was trying to figure out before I came, I was like, you know, who's our rival? You know, you have like the Ohio State Michigans, you have, you know, North Carolina Dukes. But I was like, who's Rutgers rivals? And, you know, I came quick to find out what we don't really like Penn State that much, um, especially after what they did last year. So my, um, man. I, definitely have, my I, man. Definitely, I definitely have um, Penn State circled up in red in my agenda. Uh, and I know a couple of guys on that team as well that I grew up with, that I played football with. And, you know, I think that'll definitely be a fun game for us, a good game for us and a redemption game for sure. Um, but other than Penn State, um, definitely looking forward to playing the Michigans, Ohio States. And I mean, the Big Ten is loaded. I think it's one of the best conferences in college football. And each and every week, you're going to have to come with their A game um, in order to perform, in order to win games. So I'm really looking forward to playing everybody. But I could definitely say that Penn State's one that I'm going to highlight for sure. Patrice, you guys, you jumped into the hearts of every Rutgers fan listening. <laughs> yes. Yes. 100%. 100%. You guys, go out, you guys go out and beat Penn State, you are automatically, like, legends. Like, it doesn't even oh. matter if that's the – I mean, I hope that's not the only game you win, but even if that's the only game you win, like, ledge, like we we hate Penn State. We hate them so much. I can't even, I can't even talk about it. Right, let's um, do it. I, got, I got two buddies that went to Syracuse, too, so if you can do me a solid and take it to Syracuse as well. That'd oh, be, yeah. Oh, that'd yeah. be great. <laughs> All right. Um, so does uh, Rutgers' long list of Canadian athletes uh, – right now, I think you got Jamal Westerman – on your staff. Uh, he's, he's a Canadian. Does that give you, um, like, he played in the NFL, right? I think he went to the Jets for a little bit. So yeah. does that give you confidence um, in your, you know, in your, in your pro career, you know, oh, yeah. to I, take the next step? Yeah, most definitely. I think, um, you know, just having that, you know, kind of connection and familiarity um, is great. And also we have a couple guys on the staff as well that have played in the CFL that are familiar with Canadian football. 
Um, Coach Maso is definitely one of them that sticks out, and he had a lot of success getting in the Hall of Fame there. Um, so kind of having that kind of connection, I think, definitely brings, you know, you makes you feel a little bit closer to home. And other than that, we have a little pipeline happening as well um, within our, you know, I mentioned Victor Tadano earlier, Coach. Uh, he coaches his academy at Great Iron Academy, and we have three guys, me, Wesley, and Renee Conga, Wesley Bailey and Renee Conga, that are from the same hometown, that are from Canada, like, that have come through, that have went through the same program and that are not Rutgers. Um, and so, and also, like, growing up and Coming up in high school, we've always had a great relationship with Rutgers. Rutgers was actually one of the first schools to ever fly up to Canada to come watch me play and watch me, um, you know, perform and work out. So we've always had a great relationship. And I think that, you know, they've always showed love to the to the men up north. And, um, you know, I think it's definitely a, a great thing for us and it makes me feel at home. Awesome. Patrice, it's really been a pleasure hearing your story today. And, and you got me pumped for the season, I got to say. Not only for the defensive unit and defensive backs, but just the whole season, seeing you guys take it. So uh, anything else you want to say to the fans, the listeners today before we wrap? Uh, just one thing. I'm just thank you guys for opening and welcoming me back with open arms. Um, all the love and support I get through social media, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Um, I'm seeing it all and I appreciate it. Appreciate it very much. I'm excited to be here and I'm ready to perform for you guys. You know, going to give it my all. Going to go out there and do whatever I can to help the team win games. And uh, I think we're going to be very, very special this year. Um, a lot a lot of things to look forward to and can't wait to have the stadium packed out. Shy Stadium, you know, every Saturday night or whatever night games we have, whenever time it is, um, just packed out, sold out, and just hearing the fans cheer us on. And I'm very excited to be here, happy to be here, and it's going to be a good one for us. So, um, all the fans stay tuned. We're working very hard. Coach Shannon has a great plan for us. Um, and, we're, and the guys are excited. Guys are motivated. And uh, you guys are definitely going to see something special from this year's team. Home opener is a night game, I believe, against Temple. So that'll mm -hmm. be fun. Carl and I will both be there in uh, full voice, uh, yelling, cheering, booing, whatever we got to do to help you guys out. So looking forward, <laughs> looking forward to watching you kill it this year. And uh, best of luck. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys for having me on here. Absolutely. Thanks, Patrice. Great speaking. Have a great one. Hey, thank you.